Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. I believe if uh, Brother Sharp could sing tonight, I don't, I don't know that he would say, Who are you, Great Mountain? But I can almost hear, Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Oh, hallelujah, he's fought a good fight. He's kept the course. He's kept the faith. One of these days, a trumpet's going to sound. And the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And them that are alive and remain shall be caught up together with the be with the Lord. How many know that's the greatest promise that we have? Amen. One of these days, it's going to be worth it all. Hallelujah. Amen. I have the honor tonight to introduce our speaker and uh, pastors, obviously, with the Sharp family, so he should be. And uh, what a powerful weekend of services we had with uh, Brother Bishop Ellis and Jason Razor and Evangelist Vinny Azzalini that really operated in a prophetic unction in our church today. I don't have the time to tell you everything that happened, but I can tell you that there wasn't an empty seat in the building. In both of our services, the Holy Ghost just took over. And I tell you tonight that the Lord knows and the Lord has a word for us. Brother Azzalini is a, a great young preacher, has a heart for the things of God. And I, I not only watched and observe a great evangelist, but a, a prophetic unction is upon your life now. And we're just so glad and honored that you're here. And would you give Brother Vinny Azzalini an anchor welcome tonight as he comes to ministry. Can we just give that hand clap to the Lord tonight? Hallelujah. Come on, he's the only one that's worthy. Oh, come on, I feel the strength of the Lord holding us up here tonight. I feel him uplifting us in this place tonight. Some of you came in here tonight feeling weary. Weary in your spirit, weary in your body, but I feel the strength of the Lord huh, has swept into this place and is holding up the people of God tonight. I don't know what burden you may still be carrying, but I encourage you to just put it down right now and let God give you strength. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I just feel such a ministering spirit here tonight. Such a ministering spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I can tell you that whatever has been going on here, and I haven't been here, but I can tell you whatever has been going on here is affecting the atmosphere of your city. I was following Pastor Richards into town here this evening. And you can ask my little girl, she was in the, in the car with me. We're maybe a mile and a half away. And the Spirit of the Lord, just swept into that vehicle. But it wasn't just in my vehicle. I had entered into a shift in the atmosphere. I'd entered into a change in the atmosphere in the city. Listen, I, I, I travel almost every weekend and I'm in a whole lot of different atmospheres and a whole lot of different environments. I recognize it when I'm in a chaotic atmosphere. I recognize it when I'm in a defeatist atmosphere. Whatever's been going on here at the anchor, you have had an impact on the atmosphere in your city. 
when I was within just a few miles of this place. I felt healing virtue just begin to sweep into that car and begin to minister strength to me. He began to bring clarity to my mind. I'm telling you folks, the consecration, the sacrifice, the fasting, the praying, the word, the revivals, you are making an impact in the city. You are making an impact in the atmosphere of your city. And people are beginning to feel it. People are beginning to feel it. You need to prepare yourself. You know what I felt when I felt that? I couldn't wait to get in the building. You know what that's called? That's called the constrainment of the Holy Ghost. I felt constrained to get here. I'm telling you right now in your city, there are people driving the thoroughfares of this city and they are starting to feel a constrainment that is emanating from this house. They are starting to feel a pool of the Holy Ghost. They may not know your name. They may have never walked into this house, but they are feeling a pool of the Holy Ghost to come. I said it this morning I'm going to say it again tonight before I stepped up to the pulpit this morning I looked at my phone and the dates for this weekend services came up and I was with Pastor Richards this morning and this afternoon and I had not realized that he told me when he first called me and invited me but they were called the homecoming services and when I got into that pulpit this morning, the Holy Ghost dropped this in my spirit. He said, there is a homecoming harvest on the horizon for... I'm telling you right now, Anchor, that there are backsliders all over this city. There are believers that have become estranged from the Father's house. And there is a homecoming harvest that is getting ready to happen. There is a pool in the atmosphere on the people of this city. You know what you've been doing? Some of you haven't even realized it, but you've been watering. You, oof. do you realize that there is seed all across this city that has been laying on the ground for years and with every passing season the freezing and the thawing of the ground has caused that seed to work its way below the soil and these last few weeks these last few months this season that you've been in you've been watering the seed now get ready for the increase God told Apollos if you will water I will bring uh, the increase there is a homecoming harvest uh, on the horizon almighty God is this okay all right you you can sit down ah tunnel I told Brother Cody, Brother Cody called me, he said, hey man, he said, you got a title? He said, yeah. I said, but I've tried to preach it three times today and I haven't got to preach it yet. I want you to understand the impact of what I just said about the atmosphere. It's a testimony to what you've been doing. And here's why. We're used to that atmosphere in here. But if it's changing out there, 
That means you're taking what happens in here and you're bringing it home with you. The fact that the atmosphere is changing in your city tells me that the atmosphere is changing in your house. What's happening is instead of you just stepping into it from time to time some of you for the first time in your life are beginning to walk in it on a daily basis God is taking you from operation to dominion operation to dominion operation is when I can step into it because it's available somebody cultivated it for me I show up to the house of God and I can step into it because somebody's already done the hard work of digging it out so it's already available it's already in the atmosphere but friend when you start to see it in your city that means the high priest is getting his house in order and dominion is being reestablished God is taking uh, this church uh, from operation uh, to dominion. You know what spoils dominion? Disobedience. Disobedience will always spoil dominion. The directives that the Lord has administered over this pulpit in the last few months. I just feel this in the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost challenging us here today and prompting us. Don't delay. Don't let delay become disobedience or you will miss out on the dominion that God is ushering in. in God's trying to take you out of this and put you right here. This is what dominion looks like. I don't have to be here on Sunday and here on Monday. I'm going to walk right here seven days a week. You don't have to dig it out for me because I'm walking in it. You don't have to tell me what's going on because I'm walking in it. I'm walking in dominion. Some of your houses are fixing to become revival centers. That's what happens when dominion breaks out in a church. That's what happens when you step out of operation into dominion. Some of you used to believe that you had to get inside of these four walls to see a miracle, to get a word, to pray somebody through to the Holy Ghost, for somebody to be delivered from bondage. But I'm telling you, just like I told them this afternoon, you're getting ready to see it happen at your kitchen table. There's going to be people knocking on your door because they need an altar on a Wednesday afternoon. There's going to be people coming to your house because they need to pray through on a Thursday morning when the church doors are closed. They're going to find an altar at your house because you got dominion. Dominion mandates an altar in your house. Ah. I remember growing up, going to camps. And you know, for Monday, everybody's just sizing each other up. Checking out the outfits. Right? Tuesday, figure out who your girlfriend is for the week. 
And if it was a good camp, by Wednesday, you made a little room for repentance to come in, right? And they'd have these consecration services. I remember how I was in so many of them. But you know what I found? Is year after year, I'd write this stuff down on paper that I needed to get out of my life and I'd throw it on the fire. And there'd be a move of God. But pastor, the next week, or the next year, I was writing down the same thing. Why? Because I didn't have dominion. Why? Because I was used to visiting an altar, not having one at my house. I could consecrate it at camp on a Wednesday night, but by the next week, I was dealing with it again at home. Why? Because where I really needed to have a consecration service was at home. I needed to walk from room to room and say, God, now show me. What do I need to throw in the fire? God, now show me. What do I need to throw in the fire? I want to have dominion in my house. I'm telling you, this is coming to a house near you. And it could be your house, but that's your decision. If it's not your house, it's coming to somebody else's house is near you. Hey, I'm going to tell you, I'm just being transparent. We've been working on this in our house. God's been dealing with me and my wife for months about about establishing spiritual authority inside of our home. Oh, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. So we started weeding it out. We started digging it out. And you know what? When we started working on it, there was an immediate change. There was an immediate change. It did not take weeks and months. I mean, it was immediate. Huh. Just a few days ago, my little boy Hudson, he plays soccer. And he's like, whatever he does, he's all in on it. For a while, anyway. And so he'd been outside playing soccer, you know, for hours. And he came inside and he said, Dad, he said, my leg hurts. He said, I keep getting, keep getting this knot in my leg. You know what he didn't say? He didn't say, can you take me to the doctor? He said, Dad, would you put your hand on my leg and pray for me? Hey friend, that's what dominion looks like when your little ones are saying, hey, I don't need to go to the doctor. Could you just call on the name of the Lord? Daddy, I see it happen all the time. I know God can heal me right now. You know what happens when the atmosphere is right in your house? You come out ready. When the atmosphere is right in your house, you come out ready. You step out of your house already in the vein, already in the flow, already plugged in to what God is doing that day in your life. And when the atmosphere is right in your house, you will start getting to, attaining to, and stepping into the God appointments that he has set up for you on a regular basis.
You may be seated. Years ago, Brother Eli Hernandez, who's passed on to his reward, was preaching at Calvary years ago. And he started talking about God moments, God appointments. He talked about how when we allow God to direct our steps on a regular basis, he orchestrates these appointments for us throughout the day. These interactions with people. Hmm. I didn't understand it then the way that I understand it now. See, because when a God appointment shows up, it's right on time. Whether I'm ready or not. The appointment is not at the wrong time if I'm not ready. But when I'm walking in dominion, I'll be ready for every appointment on God's calendar. See, when you're walking in operation, when you're walking in operation, you need time to prepare. Right? You got to get ready. Well, I got to preach Sunday, so I better pray. Y'all laughing. I got to teach class this Wednesday. I better get in the word. I got to teach a Bible study. I better schedule a fast. Y'all laughing, but uh-huh. There was a saying when I was growing up. You know what it was? It's tight, but it's right. Mm -hmm. We're stepping into a season of exponential harvest, and operation ain't gonna cut it. We need dominion for the harvest that God has. Y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all ain't hearing me. Listen. If you think you're going to step into the season uh, that we are in right now and be able to operate the way that you did last year, two years ago, five years ago, friend, uh, I got news for you. Uh, the church has already shifted. Uh, you better catch up. Uh, you better catch up. Uh, the church has already started moving uh, into dominion uh, and out of operation. Uh, operation uh, is all news. Uh, dominion uh, is right. Right now. Some of you got stuff going on in your life that you're dealing with that you don't have to deal with. Some of you are dealing with things in your life that you don't have to deal with. That God has already promised to give you dominion over. And you've prayed about it from time to time. But I'm here to tell you the reason you have not seen it change is because you're still living in operation. And God is trying to bring you into dominion. When you are walking in dominion, delay is not an option when God speaks. Okay. How many of you, rhetorical question, have ever been in a service where God has dealt with you about something in your life that you knew you needed to change? And you went home and began to mull it over. Hash it out. Strategize. And by day three or four, the strategy becomes, I'm going to forget about it. Because we've moved on to the next service. The next word. 
When you walk in dominion, delay is not an option. Whatever God's dealing with you about right now, you need to make a commitment that your only strategy is to go home and deal with it before you lay your head on the pillow. That's what dominion looks like. If you gave you the word today, then it's a word for today. Go home and deal with it. Can I get, and I apologize, I didn't send you this. If there's anybody back there, can we get Acts 1 and 7 and 8 on the screen for just a moment? Y'all may be seated. That's not the whole verse, is it? And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons. There it is. I was like checking my memory. I was like, wait a minute. There's more to this verse. <laughs> Which the father hath put in his own power. Y'all need to not do that to a preacher again. All right. That's a big screen. Just go ahead and put it all up there. <laughs> I got a rebound now. Thank you. Threw me all off kilter. All right, give me seven again. Seven A and seven B. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Power. That word power there in the Greek means exosia. That's how you say it in the Greek, I think. Exosia. And that word power, exosia, is authority. Authority. Authority to govern, authority to administrate, authority to delegate, authority to see over, authority. Let me get verse 8. 8a. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea all right now we got a text established for the evening that word power in verse 8 is not exousia it's dunamis and this is the demonstration of power. Exosia precedes dunamis. You ain't hearing me yet. In operation, you can step in to dunamis occasionally. But when you are walking in dominion, dunamis is daily. Because with exosia, you have the authority to administer, to delegate, and to authorize the demonstration of that authority. You see, let's go back to seven. The times in the seasons 
when it pertains to exosia, not dunamis, authority, that's not in our jurisdiction. That's in his jurisdiction. That means when the season shifts, you better shift with it. Because you don't have the authority to go backwards in the timeline of God. The problem with delay is it keeps you living out of season. And when God has moved into a new season, you're back here wondering why you're living in confusion, why you're living in frustration. I'll tell you why. It's because you never made room for exosia. When you allow authority to come into your life, when you allow the word of God to have complete dominion and authority in your life, in your marriage, in your kids, in your house, in the atmosphere, in your conversations, in your group text messages, in your pastime, in every area of your life, you will walk in the same season uh, that God is in uh, and when you are walking uh, in the timing uh, of God uh, you will see uh, the dunamis uh, that accompanies uh, the exosia come on can you clap your hands to the Lord Come out all across this building. Would you just lift your voice right now and begin to talk to God? Is this all right? It's tough being a pastor's kid or an evangelist kid or any type of minister's kid. Nobody said amen. It's, it's true. Because anytime your parent has the microphone, you become a bullseye. Hello, am I telling the truth? How many stories you in over the pulpit? So to not break pattern, my daughter Aubrey is here with me tonight. And I, just for the sake of tradition, we'll go ahead. She just walked by. She walked out. She gone. She gone. She, she ain't got time for that. We've really cranked up the filtering process in our house recently. Boy, I'll tell you. The finer the filter, the more stuff you catch. Some of us have been living with big filters. I'm going to expand the screen so what I want to make it through makes it through. There's still a filter there, but it's the wrong size filter. And nobody can say I don't have a filter. I have a filter. It's just the wrong size filter. It's not the filter that God told me to put on, but it's a filter. And none of you all can tell because if you start to examine my life, you'll see there's a filter. But it's not his filter. What filter are you using? I don't know if you know it or not, but this came equipped with a filtering system. One of the filters says, I want fellowship. 
I want fellowship. Does anybody know the rest? What is it? With darkness. There was more than that. The unfruitful works. Won't have fellowship with. Well, how do you fellowship? I feel like if I'm in your general vicinity and we're talking to each other, we're fellowshipping. If I'm communicating with it, I'm fellowshipping with it. If it's talking to me, I'm fellowshipping with it. If it's humoring me, I'm fellowshipping with it. All right, I'll move on. Anyway, we've upgraded the filtering system in our house. Filters are costly. And y'all got them fridges with filtered water? And you got to replace the filter? You're like, ouch. That's like 60 bucks for that filter. Filters aren't cheap. No. Filters will cost you. They cost you doing it right. It costs you time, energy, sacrifice. But they're worth it. They're worth it. Because the product that comes out on the other side is purity. And purity is what God's looking for to unleash dominion and demonstration. Speak to us, Jesus. Speak to us, Jesus. We started really investigating. This is my house, right? You're in charge of your house. We started investigating these little things here, these $1,000 devices that are supposed to make our lives better. <coughs> Everybody in my house got one. And you know what I discovered? We've been doing a little bit of fellowshipping that we ought not have been doing. And you're all like, well, that's the preacher. You can look the part if you want to. But I'm going to be transparent with you. We've been fellowshipping. Now, it had blended in. It wasn't obvious. My filter, my current filter wasn't catching it, Pastor Cody. But when I allowed God to determine the size of the filter... All of a sudden, we started catching some stuff that we weren't catching before. Listen to me, dads. You're the filter shopper. It don't matter how much blowback you get. You're in charge of the filter. You determine the size of the filter. Hey, single moms, single dads, I see you out there. You're in charge of the filter. If you're the head of your house, you're in charge of the filter in your house. Aubrey and Hutton are not going to answer to him for what came across their screen. I'm going to answer to him for what came across their screen. Aubrey loves art, and uh, she does art, like, all the time. I guess she's an artist. There you go, label. She's an artist. And so, on YouTube, y'all know what YouTube is? Whew, YouTube, Jesus help us. She watches all these art videos, right? The problem is, she thinks she's in charge of what she's watching and what she's looking at. But what she doesn't realize 
And what so many of us don't realize is when we step into that, we're the ones being fished for. You think you're looking up a video. You're not looking up a video. They're looking for you the moment you log on. They're fishing for our kids. They're fishing for their future. They're fishing for their calling. They're fishing for their talent. They're fishing for their anointing. I was putting Aubrey down to bed the other night. That's been my privilege for a long time. And she's got like this little loft bed that I built her. I'm not a very good carpenter, so it creaks a lot. So I step up on this little stool to put her down. And it's like, and I said, Aubrey, you ready? She said, yeah, I'm ready. And then tears kind of welled up in her eyes. And she said, Dad, would you pray for me? I said, sure, baby, what's wrong? She said, I was watching an art video. And something just came up. And she was dealing with fear in that moment. Why? Because there was a predator. There was a... Hey, we're not the only one fishing for men. You better realize that right now. There's an adversary fishing. Just... You better not think that we're the only one out there trying to pull something in. There's an adversary fishing for our families, fishing for your marriage, fishing for your spouse, fishing for your kids. We had to pray till there was peace. I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost, I can't speak for you in your home. But we are working to cultivate an atmosphere in our house where no matter who walks through the door, they will instantly feel a peace, a deliverance, something, a tangible difference in the atmosphere when they step over the threshold. I was talking to a good friend of mine today about this very thing, right? And we were talking about what we bring into our house or who we bring into our house. I'm going to challenge a mindset right now, okay? This is, this is a contrast between operation and dominion, okay? There are people in the past that I have not wanted to come into my home. Okay, none of y'all can relate. I got you. All right. Be that way. I'll be alone. Because I was afraid of the residue that they leave when they leave my home. That's the dimension of operation. When you're living in dominion, (laughs) they are going to be afraid of the residue that you leave on them when they come in your home. When you're living in dominion, you should never be afraid to bring a sinner in your house. There ought to be so much authority, so much power, so much demonstration in the atmosphere of your house that you expect deliverance when they walk in. Talking about revival in the home tonight. 
revival in the home. Listen, when you step into dominion, it forces you to take care of the chaos at home because you can't live in dominion and have a chaotic house. You can't walk in dominion, moms and dads, and be at each other all week long. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I've been married a little while. All right? I live in the real world. I know what it's like to bicker. I also know what it's like to apologize. She's right more than I am. But if you're going to step into dominion, at some point, somebody's got to decide to be the peacemaker in the house and say, you know what? The relationship is more important than being right. The atmosphere is too important uh, than winning this argument. Uh, the dominion, uh, the dominion uh, is too valuable uh, for me to throw it all away uh, on another argument. Because the enemy thrives in that chaos. You'll work months to build something in your house and he'll tear it down in moments with your words. I'm sorry if I'm being too forward tonight. I'm just trying to obey the Holy Ghost. Listen, friends, there's a harvest out there that will never respond to your church invitation, but they will come to your house. I wish somebody would have heard that. We get nervous about people coming to the house, don't we? Uh-huh. Any of you husbands ever invited somebody over after church without asking your wife? Oh, you did it once? Me too. I did it once. One time I did that. One time. Bad, bad plan. Yeah. False. Why? Why was that a mistake? They're all looking at me like, tell me, because we don't know. <laughs> Because mama, her level of clean is different than my standard of clean. I can walk over a laundry basket every day and not even realize that it's become part of the permanent landscape of the house. But mama knows it's there. But when God prompts us to open up the doors of our house, what do we do? We take an immediate inventory of the dirty laundry in our life. And we say, hey, you know what? Why don't we just meet at the restaurant? Because I'm afraid if you come into my house, you're going to sense what's really been going on there. Why don't I just meet you at the church? Because if you come inside of my house, I'm afraid you might recognize some things that I would be embarrassed for you to recognize. I don't want you crossing the threshold of my front door. I'm afraid that you're going to sense some things that ought not be be in my house. You know how many times y'all can sit down. And if, if when you guys are ready for me to stop, you just stand up and just all right. You know how many times Pastor Cody, pastors have asked me about my thoughts about retention? Right? Y'all know what, what I'm talking about? Retention. Like new people come in the church, they get baptized, they get the Holy Ghost, and you see them for three weeks, maybe, and then you never see them again. Okay, that's the retention issue. That's what I'm talking about. That's what pastors ask me about. And for a long time, my response was always process. Plan and pro. We got to have a plan. 
Well, let's talk about your process. What happens when they come in the door? What happens when they leave? Right? All these things. And all that's good. And it's all necessary. But it's all fruitless if they don't have a house to grow in. We can have process all day long, but if they're not sitting at your dinner table within a few days, you're going to lose them. We can have process till we're blue in the face, but if they're not having a Bible study in your house very soon, you're not going to see them anymore. We got to get our houses back into a condition where we can bring the babies back. You can't raise babies in a barn. You got to raise them in the house. You want an answer to retention? Open up the house. Open up the house. Hey, I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. You want an answer to retention? It's behind your front door. My wife is in church today because somebody's front door was open. She went to Bible studies for six months before she ever stepped foot in a church. For six months, the Razor family, our dear friends, opened up their living room week in and week out, cooked us dinner, cleaned the house, got everything ready. We broke the bread of life. Brother Jason Razor, he began to flow in the Holy Ghost, began to minister to us every single week, every single week. They were always available. The only people that ever canceled occasionally was us. They never canceled. My wife walked into a revival service on a Monday night with Brother Eli Hernandez. And about two songs in, sitting on the front row, God instantly filled her with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And she's never left. You know why? Because she was caught in the net of retention uh, before she ever came in uh, and experienced salvation. I don't know if some of you got what I just said. Retention is fixed first. She was caught in a net of retention before she was ever even born again. She had nowhere to go. For months, God had been establishing a support system around her, around me, and establishing a groundwork where we could grow and thrive and heal. We were looking for an exit. We were happy in the house that opened their doors to us. That's dominion. That's dominion. That's dominion. That's dominion. I'm going to ask you to stand with me tonight. We've been asking God for demonstration for a long time. And we see it from time to time in the dimension of operation. When you step into dominion, demonstration becomes a byproduct of dominion. Greater works than these shall ye do is not going to happen in the dimension of operation. Operation. 
it's going to happen in the dimension of dominion. When you can pray for somebody outside of this house in any environment with authority and without fear, you begin to see that demonstration. I'm telling you, the borders of dominion here in Zanesville are expanding by the minute. Oh. I want you to close your eyes right now. The Lord just gave me something. Come on, just right now, I want you to prepare yourself. God's getting ready to give you a word. I want you to lift your hands and lift your voices all across this sanctuary. I'm going to speak to you about your city. I see this church as a well, a spring springing forth. It's springing up like a geyser. And this flow is strengthening. It's not depleting. And it's beginning to flood the streets of your city. I can see an aerial view of your city right now. And the water is beginning to make its way down every road. Down every street. God is expanding the dominion of the anchor here in Sainsville. And the more you get your house right, the more dominion will grow. The more you get your house right, the more dominion will grow. I tell you in the Holy Ghost right now, God is re getting ready to open up some doors of governmental influence in your city. I stood in this pulpit a few years ago and I gave this congregation and Pastor Bounds a word about this church and I'm reminded of it tonight I remember that moment very well and I spoke to Pastor Bounds and to this congregation that this church was going to plant ten more churches and I'm reminded of that word tonight I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost God's been trying to grow some churches in your living room and you didn't even realize it God is raising up some people in this congregation trying to prepare you you have not been able to understand the seasons that you've been walking in and you've been questioning it I'm telling you tonight to have peace about where you are right now because the times and seasons are in his hands he's in charge of what is going on in your life and he is preparing you for dominion right now I wonder if we would just pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment. Come on. I feel just a pause here in the spirit before we move on. Come on, if you've been struggling to get plugged in during this service, I, I, I want you to go ahead and just get that flesh in subjection right now and begin to plug in. 
Come on, let's get in one mind and one accord. Come on, we're talking about dominion tonight. We're talking about dominion. Friend of mine, there are entire congregations, entire congregations that are going to be converted. As a matter of fact, it's happening right now. It's happening right now. If you, listen, this building will never hold the size of the revival that we are stepping into. There are entire churches that are rebaptizing their congregations right now as they are receiving a, rev a revelation of one God. There are entire congregations uh, that, are, that are stepping into uh, and being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost that had never believed uh, in the infilling of the Holy Ghost before. Why is that happening? Because dominion is spreading. And the timeline of the Lord is short. Is this okay? I'm going to give you just a couple things here. And then we're going we're gonna to pray. When you step into dominion, you have to adjust to an accelerated timeline. Somebody say amen. amen. Thank you. When you step into dominion, you have to adjust to an accelerated timeline. Because God is doing a quick work. We're used to things, for just from history, just from experience. Things taking a long time to happen. God is moving very quickly in this hour. I shared with the congregation this morning on January the 3rd, I was praying and seeking the face of God and I felt the Lord speak to me about a few things very specifically this year. He said, this is going to be a year of answered prayers and fulfilled promises. In this season of dominion, you need to be praying with expectation. We got to get out of this begging mentality and pleading mentality. And we. Dominion doesn't plead, it declares. We got to step into declaration. Stop asking God and start declaring what you already know is the will of God. If you know it's the will of God, stop asking, start declaring. I will see my son at an altar repenting. I will see my daughter being restored in the Holy Ghost. I will see the miracles, signs, and wonders that he has promised. That's what dominion prayers sound like. You're going to have to shift your prayer life from operation to dominion. Operation says, God, please do this. And then if it happens, we're all in awe and happy. Dominion declaration says when I step into this house if somebody doesn't get out of a wheelchair then something's wrong if some if a blind eye isn't open then I got a question mark in my spirit when you step into dominion I expect to see fruitful altars every single time the doors of the church are open
Now, we're fixing to have an altar call. But we are not going to have an operations altar call. We are going to have a dominion altar call. Yes. Hey, come on. I'm going to open this in a minute, but I, I feel just a little hesitation, a little resistance. So we're going to pray one more time before we come forward, all right? Every eye closed in the building. I want you to get your mind and heart on Jesus right now. Come on, if you came in here expecting to just check an attendance box, I want you to shift your expectation right now. If you came in here needing a word, I want you to begin to declare that you're going to receive that word. If you came in in confusion, I want you to begin to declare clarity over your mind and into your spirit. If you came in infirmed, in your body I want you to begin to declare your healing that's it come on there, there it is there's that liberty come on liberty's coming in stay in that vein right now come on liberty just swept into this building Come on, let faith begin to elevate. No, release the operation of the gift of faith. Come on, 30 more seconds. I want you to press in. Press in. Lay aside every weight right now. Come on, get your mind off this week's schedule. Get your mind off work. Get your mind off dinner. And get your mind on dominion. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.